Welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast, a podcast all about inspiring and encouraging dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, parenting, and faith on the fly. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 63 of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I am Caleb, your host, and I'm going to be joined by my brother Joshua in just a few moments, along with a special guest for tonight's episode. You may have heard over the last few weeks, uh, our sponsor for our episodes is the Maggie Valley Fly Shop. They've been sponsoring the podcast all throughout the month of October and into November now, and we thought it would be great to sit down with Mr. Shannon Young, who is the owner of the Maggie Valley Fly Shop. We have an awesome conversation with Shannon uh, about opening a new fly shop there in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. We talk in a lot of detail about Euro nymphing and uh, t- kind of take a deep dive into that. And then we spend some time talking more about uh, opening a fly shop with his wife and his family. And then also spend a little bit of time talking about getting some kids on the water. So we hope you find this conversation uh, encouraging and inspiring for each one of you out there listening. Before we dive into today's episode, we just want to let everyone know, we just can't thank everyone enough that continues to listen to the podcast, that continues to rate and review. Uh, Matter of fact, we just got a great review from Mr. Adam G. Uh, He reviewed us on Apple Podcast, gave us five stars and said, this is an inspiring podcast that speaks my language. I never miss an episode of Dads on the Fly. Three pillars that they're built on, faith, family, and fishing are the pillars of my daily life. Fishing isn't about the fish. Keep up the good work, guys. Adam, we plan to do that, and uh, we're excited about some things that are coming up. And speaking of that, one thing that we are super pumped about, we dropped this on last week's episode, and we just want to remind everyone, coming up in April, we are having the very first Dads on the Fly Father-Son Retreat. It's going to be April 28th through 30th. That's a Friday through Sunday. It's going to be hosted right here in Haywood County at the Lake Logan Episcopal Center. Uh, it's going to be a phenomenal trip. We've got a lot of great things lined up for this trip. We're going to have dads and their sons come in that Friday night. We'll have campfires. We'll have s'mores. We'll have some time spent that night with some great food. Saturday is going to be a full day of guided fly fishing right there on some great water on the West Fork of the Pigeon River. Um, We're going to have a great time together. Hopefully give you and your sons some time to be intentional together. We'll spend some time. There'll be opportunities to get out on the lake with kayaking and canoes and possibly fishing the lake and some more fly fishing later in the afternoon and some great food and just great time our goal for that weekend is to really allow dads to be the heroes Uh, we want you dads that are out there that are bringing your sons in for that weekend to we want to set you up for success for some time of being intentional with your kids and getting them outside into the wonderful outdoors and what better way to do that than with a fly rod in hand and if you don't have any gear if you don't have any of this stuff that's what we're here for we're going to supply all the gear all the food all the things that you need all that's going to come included into the weekend trip so if you're interested april 28th through 30th of 2023 make sure to send us a message on either instagram or facebook or shoot us an email at the dads at dads on the we'll be happy to provide you with the rest of that information let you know things about as far as cost and deposits and when all that is going to be due we'll be posting some more about this on our social media coming up this week but want to drop it to our loyal listeners first so we're really excited about this can't wait for that weekend april 28th through 30th of 2023 the first ever dads on the fly father son retreat well hey we hope you enjoy this episode tonight what an awesome conversation with mr shannon young of the maggie valley fly shop Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I am Caleb with my brother, Joshua, and Joshua, man, what a special opportunity we have today. We are on location at the Maggie Valley Fly Shop uh, right here in Maggie Valley, North Carolina, and we got the opportunity. I'm going to let you tell the opportunity of meeting Shannon, uh, the, our guest tonight, and but man, I got to tell you, just sitting in the shop is so cool. Last time I walked in here, this was like a jewelry consignment type store and uh now it's this awesome fly shop these guys have done an amazing job turning this shop into just a phenomenal spot and so uh we're really excited tonight to have mr shannon young with the maggie valley fly shop on board with us shannon thanks for being here oh thank you for having me 
Well, man, I just – Caleb, we love doing these uh, on-location episodes. I mean, the new Dads on the Fly Basement Studio has improved, I will say. You know, we're getting better down in my basement, but it, it doesn't top this. I mean, I can reach out and touch a lot of Christmas presents right here, man, from where I'm sitting. <laughs> for sure. For so, sure. Uh, but, yeah, so Shannon uh, Young, our special guest tonight, uh, the owner of Maggie Valley Fly Shop, and yes. we met Shannon through our good buddy Cameron. Uh Went out and fished with the River Rat crew, as we remember. We have an episode about that. If you want to backcast, as some say, to that episode, it's back there somewhere in the Dude, I like how you did that repertoire. Right you that was it? nice. That was impressive. Like yeah, that was good. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so you could catch that episode uh, with Cameron and the River Rat crew. We yeah, met Cameron through Cameron all that. Cameron from uh, Tailwalker Tail Walk- Adventure Company. Tailwalker so, Adventure Company. Um, we got to meet Cameron, and then Cameron told us he about kept, He kept telling us about these guys close to us, and yeah, we were like, like, who are you talking these about? These guys. And, we, and then he mentioned meet these guys. Then he mentioned the head guy here at Maggie Valley Fly Shop, Landon Henley, who I used to referee when he was playing basketball and uh, <laughs> coached against him on the other side of Canton, you know. And I was like, i got to reach out to these folks. And, and then I met Shannon. And so that's kind of how I met Shannon was, uh, was through Landon. And then he told me about this shop. And so, Shannon, welcome to Dads on the Fly, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, glad you guys are here. And welcome to our uh, Taste of Montana here in Maggie Valley. <laughs> I like um, it. We've uh, – We've really uh, put our hearts in this fly shop, and uh, we're glad to have you. You can really tell, man. You guys, I mean, you've you've thrown out the stops for us. We've got coffee and donuts sitting over here. I mean, we, we might have to be in this place a lot more often. <laughs> we, we also have a fire going. We got a fire going. I mean, yeah, there's a fire going behind well, us. This here, is the best ambiance we've ever had for an episode. I can guarantee On the way that. here on October, middle of October, we had a couple of flurries. Yeah, we had snow flurries hit, on the Hit way. the windshield. <laughs> so. Welcome to Western North Carolina. I fished yesterday, and it was about 70 degrees. And Shannon, you fished this morning. It was uh, what? Yeah, Landon and I fished this morning over in Cherokee. Uh, we, it started out 26 degrees. Oh, was yeah. a surface temp. So there you go, folks. Welcome to Western North Carolina fly fishing. Uh, we can do it all. From That's right. From <laughs> to, to 24 degrees, we got you covered. So, Shannon, tell us, man, what um, your fishing background you know, when did you first uh, kind of pick up a fly rod before we get into the history of the shop here and talking about the new shop? Just what is your story in terms of fly fishing? Well, I grew up in uh, the mountains of North Georgia around Blue Ridge, and uh, I had parents that were real supportive of, of fly fishing and uh, uh, hunting, and I also uh, trapped as a kid as well. I ran a trap line. But uh, uh, my dad would get out there and uh, on the creek and uh, he would teach me fly fishing, and uh, and then he'd take me bass fishing. We'd be crappie fishing and catching catfish and all this stuff. But uh, I picked up my first fly rod. I think I was a teenager, about 14, up in uh, Blue Ridge. And uh, Dad would uh, try to teach me that, and I just wanted to fish bass. That's all I wanted to do. I would, I'd, I'd, I'd watch as a kid. I'd watch. Uh, Bass Masters, Ray Scott, and Roland Martin, and uh, Bill Dance, and all that. And I wanted to be a bass fisherman, tournament fisherman. So uh, that was uh, that was the beginning of my fly fishing uh, ordeal. And uh, definitely the first time I picked up, and it was an Orvis rod, an old one from the 80s, early 80s. Not to let you know how old I am, but... <laughs> um, and uh, I put it back down at that time. I just didn't take to it right away. It was intimidating at first, and I was like, wow, this, this line's doing this crazy thing on the top of the water, and uh, it's not working like a bass rod. Yeah, exactly. So um, that was my introduction uh, to fly fishing, and it would be till I got to the mountains of western North Carolina before I picked up another fly rod. So how, how far apart was that? Probably about twenty years. Wow! So I fished bass. Up in fourteen, you fished straight bass. Bass the Turn- whole time. Tournament fishing for twenty yeah. years. Uh, three years as okay. a, a, a South Dakota State Federation for wow. BASS, and uh, about every weekend as a tournament fisherman. So you're on a lot of lakes. Oh yeah, the Missouri, uh, the Wahi, and uh, Pierre, South Dakota. I fished Bismarck. And I fished a lot of the lakes in Georgia as well. Okay. So did you go to South Dakota chasing bass? I mean, was that kind of what took you out there? Um, no, my uncle lives up there by uh, Mount Rushmore in the Black Hills. And uh, I got up there, started fishing with some guys, uh, 
in South Dakota and they're like, Hey, we've got a state federation tournament. And all of a sudden I'm in the back of a boat fishing behind, um, semi pros for state of South Dakota. And then, um, I got to fish with some big pros, uh, like Jamie Fralick from South Dakota. Wow. And, uh, every time he would come out on the water and he'd fish against the local guys, he'd get one or two and he'd just slay us. Wow. So, so you spent all that time out there in South Dakota, and then you you got you came back home. Well, not technically home, but close to home. I mean, it's technically the Appalachians. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Maggie is a lot like uh, the mountains I grew up in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how Blue Ridge used to be. Maggie Valley's that way now. And uh, so when we got here, uh, it was uh, right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and fly fishing was picking up big time. Yeah. There was so many people getting into it. And we started out like most people. We got out in these rivers, and we were learning and uh, trying to uh, cast dry fly and then maybe throw some streamers and stuff. And I hadn't heard about Euro-nymphing yet. Yeah. So, um, but we got out here, and we learned it, and we taught ourselves how to do it. Yep. So that's Euro-nymphing or just fly fishing Fly in fishing in yeah. general. So you just learn by yourself. You just win a ton. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, uh, I watched him land in a lot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cause he had a out, he has an outstanding dry fly cast yeah. and I was like, wow, I want to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it just grabbed a hold of me. Yeah. And, uh, and every day it was fish, fly fish, fly fish, fly fish. So you just spent all your time in the water. A lot of it, uh, especially during the pandemic here. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yep. So you moved back right before the pandemic happened. That's right. And so yeah. that's when you picked back up the fly rod. Correct. And yep. here you are now. The owner of a the fly owner shop. of a fly shop. That's yeah, pretty incredible. That's a, I mean, it's a quick turnaround into a, into a, I mean, a sport that obviously has captivated us. So, um, what is it that? Uh, I love asking this question, and a lot of times we don't get a lot of answers because sometimes people don't know. But I'd love to ask you, what is it that you think just connected you with it so Um, much to where you love it so much i would say uh number one nature and being in the river um you know there's a there's a certain peace when you're out in the river and you're not watching the news you're not seeing all the insanity and and um at the time the pandemic was stressing everybody out for sure so we would go and seek refuge in the mountains here Mm. and we'd fly fish and when we first got to maggie there was no guide service here and no fly shop here. Yeah. So we would go down to the Tuck Fly Shop in Silva, or we'd have to drive to Asheville. And I was like, wow, this, this town really needs a fly shop. Yeah. So. And so here you are. So. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> I want to follow up on one thing. You've done a lot of fishing. Um, you talked about South Dakota, but it sounds like maybe not fly fishing, but fishing has connected you around the United. You've been some other places, correct? Yeah. Fishing, and that's kind of always been a part of your life. Absolutely. Um, I fished uh, probably 40 years now and uh, grew up with uh, some type of rod in my hand. And once I had been out uh, catching uh, brim and bass, it was over. I was hooked right there. That's awesome. So here in uh, Maggie Valley, you've got, you know, the spot. And me and my cousin came by the other morning because it's right on the way to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Um, if you're going to fish park streams, you got some local water right here in Maggie and, and you're able to explore all those. And, but you have, um, you mentioned it, so I just going to go down that route. You have kind of become a, a Euro guy, correct? Like, would you say that? Oh, that, absolutely. That's your favorite? <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm Euro guy. Um, uh, Dale Collins of uh tuck fly shop said, Shannon, you've drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm, uh, becoming, um, uh, uh, better. I've I've been Euro in only a year and a half now, and now I'm a, a comp fly fisherman. So we're doing our first competition, Landon and I, uh, a week from Friday for Casting for Hope, and uh, we're super excited about that. We had a really good practice today out on the Raven Fork in Cherokee, and uh, the conditions were cold. It was 26, but it once again it shows how effective Euro nymphing is. We were we were able to get about 28 fish in a few hours. Okay, let's. We haven't really gone down this route for dads on the fly, have we, Caleb? Not necessarily. Not so I'd love, I'd love to talk to a guy who I know who's, doing, it who's doing it a year and a half though. So probably still learning a lot. I'm but he's doing Absolutely. it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so his year and a half of doing it is going to be a lot more than my year <laughs> and a half of doing yeah. it because he's getting to do it all. So 
I think most of our listeners know, but we're talking about a Euro rod is going to be a longer than nine foot usually, correct? Absolutely. 10 to 11 foot rod? Yeah, yeah, 10 foot to 11 foot rod, and then a two to three weights, what works best for North Carolina. Um, and it just, uh, you know, trout feed subsurface 90% of the year. So by Euro nymphing, you're getting your nymphs down deep. You're not creating drag on the water by using an indicator or anything like that. And uh, that's why it's so successful. That's part of the reason. All right. So let's just go down this rabbit hole for a little bit, if that's okay with you, Shannon. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, teach us a little bit more about your nipping. So I've done it a little bit. Um, I've, I've, I'd say I've dabbled, but I haven't sipped the Kool-Aid yet, like you were just saying. Yep. So uh, what's kind of your go-to setup? And then what is, uh, just teach us all things kind of your nipping. So let's start there. Like, what's your go-to setup? Um, well, I have two of them. So I, I fish a Hardy 2-weight, 2 and a Sage ESN 10-foot-3. And the key is I use a microliter. Okay, so t- tell us a little bit more. Like, what is that? Talk to us like we're stupid about these things. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we are. I'm pretty bad at it. I have no idea. Well, um, like, kind of the way I talk myself is uh youtube university absolutely yeah uh, jo- uh joseph humphrey george daniel um devin olson watching other great euro nymphers and then trying to apply that out on the river piece mm-hmm. by piece mm-hmm. um but the uh the method of uh utilizing a euro nymph rod is quite simple really there it's it's not like your dry fly casting where there's a lot of mechanics involved and um the, the one thing about Euro, though, you're, uh, you're reaching for the best dead drift you can get subsurface. Mm-hmm. So that's your presentation of the nymph. The better it gets over time and a lot of practice, the more successful you're going to be. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit more about the, the gear. So you've got the, you've got the longer rod, lighter weight. Um, you said a, a microliter? Yeah. So, so. You're, as a beginner, you're going to start out with a larger diameter liter system, mm-hmm. probably a pre-made liter. Mm-hmm. And um, usually you want the liter to be double the length of the rod. Okay. So you're fishing about a 20-foot 20 20 liter. liter. Absolutely. Attached to the end of your fly line. Yes, sir. And, and in the beginning, you're going to, until uh, you get comfortable, you're going to run a, a thicker diameter liter. But as you pick up your nymph and you get better at it, you will reduce it, which creates less drag in the water. Gives you a better dead drift and a more natural presentation. So you're attaching that that microliter to your fly line, and then that microliter is attaching to more tippet or an indicator. I know I've seen guys fish like the red and green. Yeah, that's your tricolored indicator. Tricolor indicator. Yeah, so that's going through the water at an angle. And, you know, if you have any pause or any stop, you're setting downstream at a 45-degree angle. So you're you're ta- you're attaching that tippet or that indicator to a tippet ring, to a tippet ring, and then tippet, and then more tippet on the bottom. That's right. Are you, are you normally casting uh, multiple flies, or are you? Uh, single and double based yeah. on the uh, clarity of the water, the depth of the water, and uh, just the feel. Just like anything in fly fishing, you 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 do it enough, and you're going to go out there, and you're you know logic's going to step in and you're going to have a feel about the way you want to fish that river mm-hmm. whether it's a dry fly streamer or euro nymphy for sure yeah um and i know the thing when i had my time uh learning a little bit about it uh and and like i said dabbling in it i had a friend who gave me a euro rod that i borrowed for about uh three or four months and probably took it out five or six times um, but the thing, and I was, I was pretty successful at it. Um, it's not my go-to style right now just because of the, the types of rivers I'm probably fishing, especially summertime. Like, I just I just love throwing a dry dropper rig. Oh, absolutely. For, for little natives and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. uh, as we start getting colder, for sure, uh, I definitely think it's something worth possibly investing in i hope my wife's not listening to this episode yet <laughs> so, because uh well, we I got good rods really right think here a, yeah. i think a practice session maybe like a, like a tutorial <laughs> right. session tutorial before session we go down might the have to happen um yeah. for sure i wanted now, to go oh, go oh, ahead sorry i just got more questions about gear. well me too i got, I got okay a, go for I'm it i'm with you yeah so you said one or two flies um you know when i when i double nymph which I guess I would just be conventional nymphing with an indicator is what you would call it, right? Yeah. Um, I typically have a bigger fly and a smaller fly. Mm-hmm. Um, do you fish the same way on a euro, or do you fish two small flies? Or uh, I mean, no. I've seen check. I've seen like check nymphs. Is that 
yeah, what we're dealing yeah. with here? That's uh, some of the nymphs we're dealing with. Um, there's so many different ways to fish it. You can invert your nymphs. You can put the heavy one down and suspend the smaller nymph mm -hmm. in the drift column. That works well. We did that today uh, over in Cherokee, and we did well. The other nice part about Euro is you can still fish a dry dropper, you can fish a dry fly, and you can jig streamers all on the same rod. Um, so it's it's not just limited to one dimension, Yeah. and you're stuck running nymphs. If you see flat water, uh, you can paste your cider, and you can uh, do what we call floating the cider, and you can run a dry fly through there. And on frog water, flat water, and uh, you can jig streamers if the water conditions are murky, yeah. or they're high water conditions, and you're wanting to uh, throw that streamer. Maybe you've already nymphed it, or you've ran a dropper. But always, uh, uh, Jim Murphy of Pure Fishing, uh, he told me um, I got it about two years ago. He said, "Shannon, every uh, uh, river I fish and section of the uh, river I fish, I always stream it last." Hmm. Yeah, he said he said carry two rods with you, and and run your streamer through that section as well, as you're going up the river. That's really neat, man. I could, we could sit here and probably talk this for a long time because I've definitely got a lot of stuff I want to learn about that. Uh, not too long ago, we had a we had an episode with, uh, I think it was our episode with uh, Tom Rosenbauer from Orvis, and he talked about like how sometimes like if you lose your passion about certain things, you might work to go take up something new that's awesome uh, euro nymphing might be that thing for me not that i'm losing my passion in any way shape or form but uh i do that is the thing that i love so much about this sport is there's just so much to learn i mean i feel like you know i, I i'm i've been fishing for 10 years almost now and i still feel like i'm just scratching the surface well once you go i know some some folks uh are dry or die right well yeah so once you Purist. go euro do you Never do anything else, or do you no. still dabble in some other stuff? No, you, you've got to still get out and throw your dries when they're rising. Um, and absolutely, you know, if you're on the Tuckasegee or you're, on, you're out west, throw dry droppers and streamers. Yep. Uh, but the guys in Colorado and, and everywhere, they're, they're, they're Euro-nymphing. Yeah, and it's, it's, the, it's new eight, the new wave. You, will not, you would be surprised at how many people come in this shop, and they're like, hey, uh, we've heard about this Euro thing. And uh, tell us more about it. And we've got a heavy emphasis on Euro nymphing. Okay, yeah. I, I did get all the wild trout guys in here and the streamer guys. Yeah. We didn't leave nobody out. I've even got a salt rig over there uh, <laughs> from it. Hardy. Um, but, uh, you know, we do get a, a heavy emphasis on uh, Euro because mm -hmm. I teach Euro nymphing exclusive, exclusively. That's really good. So so when you're guiding, that's technically what you're doing the majority it's of It's the first way we uh, we absolutely teach Euro nymphing. We, we take off the training wheels. We get rid of the airlock. We, we will run a dry dropper. But I want uh, clients to uh, experience uh, Euro streamer and dry fly. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we'll carry multiple rods set yeah. up so they can see how effective back to Euro nymphing is. Yeah, that's really neat. All right, your go-to flies for Euro nymphing. What's that? Your go-to flies for Euro nymphing. Um, if you don't mind sharing we can always cut this out a later. pattern or two if we have to edit it. We can. Just, a, just a pattern. Oh, you're good. Um, so the Pat's rubber legs, yeah, uh, especially um, throughout the year, that's a go-to. Uh, the one that's hard to find, you usually got to tie it yourself, is the green waltz. Okay. Um, and I tie it with copper. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of my little uh, take on that. It's super successful for wild trout. And you can turn around and run it as a double nymph rig, mm -hmm. uh, put the pat suspended, um, and then um, you can catch a lot of fish that way. Are you tying most, because I know a lot of Euro guys, they tie mostly jig-style hooks. Are you tying on jig-style hooks mostly, or are you tying um, other stuff? I actually uh, rotate it quite okay. a bit. Yeah, small, though, super okay, small. really? And we base it on the river we're fishing. Yeah. And then the other uh, key is we balance the tippet size with the nymph size. Okay, explain to me what you mean by that. So if we're running 7 or 8X and we're fishing a 2.0 or uh, something small like a 2022, say mm -hmm. you're on the Davidson where yeah. there's a ton of pressure and you're having to throw small bugs or uh, nymphs, um, I, if I'm running 7 or 8X, I'm going to balance that out with that small nymph. If I'm fishing heavy water in Cherokee and we've had a lot of rain, you know, you can step down to 5 or 6X, yeah. and then you can throw a 3.2 or 3.8. Yeah. 
So um, soup in, in your own nymphing, it's very important to balance the flies and or nymphs with the weight uh, with the diameter of that tippet. Makes a lot of sense. So sometimes just probably stuff we don't think about and uh, could probably help us all. I, I hope our listeners are enjoying this as we kind of take this deep dive into. Yeah, your we didn't know <laughs> we were really planning on this. We didn't know we were going to go that way, it, but yeah. I mean, I had a. I just kind of went with it there because he was uh, willing to give the information, and I appreciate well, you, that. So you teach it. I mean, so Absolutely. you're definitely a guy worth coming and uh, learning about. So I encourage anybody who wants to learn more about it, if you're in Western North Carolina, give these guys a shout. And, yeah, and um, we're going to come back from a, a break here in just a second and let Shannon talk more just about the shop and all those opportunities. Um, so we were definitely going to get that in the second half of the episode. But, Shannon, what does it mean, before we end this first half, just – what does it mean to you? You kind of spoke on a little about just being outside and, and being in the river. And, and what does it mean to you just to be able to get to do this? Um, just to be able to have a fly shop here. I, I can just in meeting you and talking to you, your passion for not just fly fishing, but Maggie Valley. Like we're sitting right here on the four lane that everybody. Yeah, I mean, Jay everybody, Creek's right across I mean, the Jay road. Jay Creek's right there. And you That's got right. the ski slope and everything. There's, you just were passionate about this area. And so what does that, where does that come from? Well, uh, the, the first time we seen Maggie, uh, before the pandemic, we fell in love with it, my wife and I. And uh, we had come here uh, to get away from the pandemic. And we sat in an Airbnb for about two months. And then we were sitting on the porch and we were like, hey, this is it right here. Let's move here. And we were, we'd been out fly fishing. We'd been up on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Um, we went over to Asheville and all this. And we're like, wow, this place is just drop dead beautiful gorgeous place and uh i grew up this way i grew up in a small town in north georgia and um it's that north town uh blue ridge is not like that anymore it's grown up yeah and this place was still intact it had that small town feel and it's just incredible living here absolutely and then now you get to invest a lot of your time and efforts into into creating a really great spot for other people to go enjoy that yeah this the fly shop added value to our town to maggie valley for sure um and that's important as the community uh, you know we've got some nice places to eat around here and we've got a lot of good people that live in this town and they, they really want to see it the way it is mm-hmm. uh, they don't want it to change and uh, go south in a bad way so I, I, you know, our, our hearts in this fly shop and value by putting it here. That's great. I think we'll take a break and when we come back, we'll find out the opportunities you have. If you're in this area to come by and check out and uh, get a trip going with Shannon or one of his guides and also just what the shop offers and talk about the hours. Uh, and also just about how Shannon is passionate about, um, getting kids on the water and we want to make sure and include that in here. And so, uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back dads on the fly is brought to you by maggie valley fly shop located in the heart of maggie valley the shop offers guide trips and top of the line gear and apparel for all your fly fishing needs yeah shannon and his crew over at the maggie valley fly shop just opened this october they're already making a great impact here in western north carolina so if you're taking a trip to the Great Smoky Mountains, or anywhere in Western North Carolina, make sure to give them a shout for a guided trip or go see them for any of your fly fishing needs. You can also check them out online at maggievalleyflyshop.com. And we are back here with Shannon Young, owner um, of the Maggie Valley Fly Shop, who Caleb and I have just uh, really had a great time sitting with the night around the fire and just checking out this cool shop and also learning in the first part of the episode about Euro nymphing. Um, off air, we're trying to get a little dads on the fly Euro trip plan. Maybe teach the dads how to how to Euro nymph. But uh, we want to definitely back. be entertaining. Yeah, we want to come back to this second part of the episode, Shannon, and really talk about um, your shop, and then also your your passion for getting young folks on the water. And in our case, you know, as dads, we're trying to get kids on the water. But first of all, let's make sure to tell everybody um, when they go when they come into your shop. Maybe they're coming for a guided trip. Let's start there. You just said off air what kind of guides you like to use and, and why guiding is so important to you. And talk about that that aspect of guiding, not catching the fish, but the other part of it. Well, I, I think uh, most of our clients that come through the door, they've uh, never touched a fly rod in their life, and they're intimidated by it. 
they want to do it they've they've seen a river runs through it or something like that or they or they drive they're out in montana or somewhere in colorado and they see these guys in the river casting these dry flies and they're in total awe and um we get a lot of clients that come in though and um they they they're intimidated at the beginning and one of the main things we do as guides and i and i teach our guides as well is uh, to go out and teach these clients throughout the guide, which is imperative. Not just guide them and put them on fish and big fish, but as you're going through the guide, one of the main things we do is we teach. I think that's good. And, and you said just a minute ago as well, you, you look for a certain type of person when you're looking for a guide, not just bunch of fish knowledge absolutely and so so what type of person are you looking for when you're hiring your guides and trying to help people out um absolutely uh energy uh people person and somebody who can be their self in front of other people um uh, i try to read through that as quickly as possible you know we're just uh we've got a, a certain uh spiciness about us that uh that we do it our way and I, I definitely don't don't want anybody that can't, um, you know, teaching is another major factor mm. once again. So if they if that comes out of their mouth in the interview, um, you know, and they've got a great personality, I'm like, this is our guy. Yeah. And, and that's our that's the way we do it. I don't care how good you are as a fly fisherman or a bass master or whatever. If, if your attitude's not that good and you don't have the energy and you can't teach. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, this isn't going to work. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's something that's I've, – I've had several guiding experiences uh, fishing with guides, and it always seems like the guys who are really focused on not just trying to get me on fish but trying to teach me something new or, um, you know, and I could probably hang out with a guy who's at least personable and wants to hang out and, and a people person <clears throat> and catch less fish than I would if I was with a guy catching more fish, but who was a jerk the whole time. <laughs> so, That's right. So I don't think anybody it, wants that experience. And, and all guides know, what do you do when the fish aren't biting? Well, you teach. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the go-to. And then you got to be yourself. Yeah. Uh, once again, you know, we had the honor to fish with Cameron Booth, the Tailwalkerless yeah. Adventure Company. He came down from Kentucky and we we had met on Instagram, and we fished the upper Nantahala. We were actually out on a guide, and he brought all this energy. I mean, the guy is full of life, and, and he just gets you excited. Even as a guide, and I'd probably guided 300 trips before I met Cameron, it's like, wow, this guy, this is what a guide looks like and what, what he should be like because he brought all that energy and um, and he just uh, you know he he made the whole the whole day and exciting and that it took it to a whole nother level, and uh, it was really cool and uh, yeah that guy's outstanding. Man, we love Cameron. Uh, anybody listen to this? If you haven't heard our conversation with Cameron, we highly encourage you to go back and listen to it. Cameron Booth from Tailwalker Adventure Company. You talk about a guy just just a cool dude, and um, man, he's been through so much, and uh, we're continuing to pray for him and uh, all he's got going on because. Uh, you're right, man. When we fished with him out west the first time, he brought an energy that was just ecstatic and uh, made you really enjoy being out on the water with him. So um, I think that's cool. That that's kind of what you're looking for in your guides and that uh, you want to make sure there are people who can bring that energy, bring that fun, bring that excitement to what we're doing because, uh, I mean, that's what we're that's what we're doing it for. And uh, that's what we love about it. Let's talk about some some options, though. So if you're if you're in this area, Maggie Valley, West North Carolina, you, you have many different options for – Maybe people have never picked up a fly rod. You said intimidating. You know they, they have. You have so much water here that you're able to guide, correct, and, and able to get on. And I think that's what kind of sets this place right here in our backyard, Caleb, apart from from other places. Um, Shannon has a lot of options to put you on a trip. And so if I'm an angler and I want to do this, I can pretty much tell you guys, hey, this is what I'm after, and you can make it happen, right? Absolutely. So we get a. We get a lot of uh, people that come in and they don't want to do a wade trip. They want to float. Um, we had a gentleman uh, guide with us last week. He came down for three days. He was 94 years old, and he's been fly fishing since the 50s. Um, outstanding guy. Fished all over the world and uh, came and fished with us. And uh, he just couldn't wait. He couldn't do a wade trip, but he wanted to continue fly fishing. So we took him down to Tuckasegee. And uh, he had three outstanding days on the uh, float trips. 
That's really cool, man. <laughs> that had to be an awesome time. Oh, did, absolutely. Did you take him? You uh, no, Jerry yeah. Yates. Uh, yeah. Now, here's the cool part. So, um, the uh, first day, Landon, our uh, head guide, took him. And uh, the, the man's name was Jerry uh, from Chicago. And uh, uh, he did the guided trip the whole day. Then when he got back to Maggie Valley, um, he uh, called and uh, took me and my wife out for dinner at the local steakhouse here in town. That's really cool. Um, then the next day, he went with uh, Jerry Yates, which is one of our guides. And uh, same thing. He floated with Jerry, and he said, I just want to do a leisurely float. And if I catch some fish, that's fine. I've already fished all over the world, but I just want to be out here. And he gets back to town, and he took Jerry out for a steak dinner. The, the last day, uh, Mark Waters, who is our new guide, floated him on the tuck. And uh, Jerry did the same thing again. He took Mark out uh, to the local steakhouse and, and tipped him as well. But <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That was a I cool bet, tip. I <laughs> bet you get. I bet you get to meet a lot of really great people and interesting people in this this business for sure. And and guiding them. That's the best part about guiding, hands down. Uh, it's the people you meet. It. We've guided little kids that are uh, six, seven, eight years old. And you're sitting there, and they're in, the, they're in these little waders, and they're catching fish, and they're listening real well to you. They actually, the kids Probably better do great. than the adults. The women and the kids <laughs> do great. The men, because we try to control things. Yeah. Uh, it takes uh, quite a bit of training to get them uh, on the fish. But the, watching those kids uh, rip those trout in, uh, it's wonderful. It's what it's all about. Now, just wanted to kind of echo on that, Caleb, something that I've – since I met Shannon and, and coming in the shop and we kind of saw it before it is what it is now. Um, but through all, all of building this shop and making this shop, what it is here to me, what I've always kind of appreciated about you and, and just talking through some of your guides and also your wife is just that, that humility in, in it too. And you're out there just to have a good time with people and, uh, and you do really want to get to know them. Um, Caleb talked about some guide experiences I've been on, uh, a guided trip before um little little half day trip and it's like i felt like the guy didn't even know my name we were done so i, I don't I, I get a total different feel in here and so that's a kudos to what you're trying to do with, with this you. business and, and uh, this place um we want to talk about a couple other things in the shop before we go into uh go ahead caleb you had a little question there no i was just gonna say um as we continue this conversation and we're, again, we're just sitting in this awesome shop and, uh, the culture you guys have kind of created through this, uh, I know that was super important for you and, and you set this whole thing up with you and your wife yeah. and, uh, and then Landon, you mentioned him a few times. Um, I'd love for you to just speak into that a little bit about what that's been like for you to be able to do this, you know, with your family. Yeah. Well, we, uh, you know, we had this, uh, dream when we first got to Maggie, and we, uh, there was no fly shop here. We'd have to go to Silva or over to Asheville. And um, there was no guide service here as, either. And we got here and we're like, you know what? Let's, uh, let's open up a guide service in Maggie. Uh, it, it needs it. And um, it took off. We did really well. Of course, it was during the pandemic. And everybody was wanting to get away from the cities. And they were getting into fly fishing. And uh, our guide service took off, and, and when we started it, we're like, wow, our town needs a fly shop, a good one, one that will represent uh, Maggie Valley. So uh, we looked at five different buildings before we chose this nice cabin. We wanted it done right, top to bottom. And uh, uh, another uh, very important thing is we are always, we're focused on the, the customers that come in, and we designed it as a fly fisherman. Not from the perspective of just making money, but what we would want to see in a fly shop. That was our key focus there. You, Which you can see that when yeah, you walk I mean, in here. I got, mean, you got coffee, coffee bar here. Yeah, I mean, you, you got, got, got a nice bar. Yeah, I mean, I just chat. want to come sit and hang out. <laughs> so um, it's a great vibe in here. And uh, but you you said you. What does it mean to you the the fact that you're able to do this like with your wife? You've mentioned to us your wife's a phenomenal fly. Yeah, fly angler. she's um, great. So, uh, and she's in this with you. Is That's that right. Yeah, we and work she's as even a got, team. She's even got some of her own things that she's she's doing through fly fishing, and I'd love for you to speak about any of that. Yeah, so she's uh, got. Uh, there's, we're getting a lot of women that are 
getting heavy into fly fishing. Yeah. And my, they, my wife being one of them, I'm excited. She's starting to love it. So yeah. And there's nothing greater than, um, taking your wife out on the river because exactly. now she's out there with you too. Yes. So that cuts down on some things right there. Well, we, we exactly. <laughs> me and my wife joke all the time. Like I have all the gear and everything we need. Fly fishing is an awesome date night because it doesn't That's cost right. us anything. So, you know, we'll drop the kids off at the parents and we'll go hit the river together. Well, in the beginning, uh, when I would buy uh, one thing for myself, yeah. I, I, I got the same thing for my wife. Awesome. And, and she has every piece I have. So we buy it in twos. I love it. Yeah, she's got the packs, the same nets. She fishes Euro. She throws streamers, dries. But she, uh, when we first got the shop going, we're looking around at all these major companies, and there's not a lot for women. Yeah. And we're like, wait a second. So my wife has put together what she calls Dry Fly Girl and Girl on the Fly. And uh, we're gonna, next year, we're pushing uh, more emphasis on uh, women fly fishermen. That's really great. Yeah, because they, you know, they want to be recognized, too. Absolutely. That, so that we're Dry can- Fly Dry fly girl, yep, is going to be it's going to be an apparel line that you carry. Is that correct? It's an apparel line, but also we've got uh, female Grundens waders coming in. You know, and this ain't pink stuff with a pink rod and all that. These are, um, you know, it's cobalt blue with white, and it looks cool. It looks like something awesome. you'd be out on the water on as a woman. Well, that's great, man. Oh, I love that she's doing that. And and, and what does it mean to you the fact that y'all are able to do this together? Um, well, it makes our marriage, uh, that more, much more special yeah. and we're teammates and, uh, my wife's wicked smart, like she's brilliant and, uh, it's great to watch her, uh, when we first started fly fishing to watch where she's at now mm. and she can get out and wade by herself, set, set correctly and, and know what she's doing. Um, yeah, I mean, you take her over to Cherokee and then uh, one day she slayed me. So, <laughs> and absolutely, she, and she's passionate about the shop. I've seen her here a couple times, and she's working hard. And she's oh yeah, this work, and so um, I'm sure that's a lot of fun. I know, just as brothers, we uh, you know you have as a family relationship working through a small business that uh, you know there, there's that. It's really cool because you wouldn't do it with anybody else, but you know every now and then it's like, gosh, yeah. I want I want to punch <laughs> you him. Kill him I'm right? just teasing. <laughs> Yeah, brotherly love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot. A lot of it. Um, I mean, that's so great. I love that you could do that. And uh, you mentioned it a few minutes ago as well, talking about taking uh, clients out. And some of your favorite clients to take out are taking those kids out. And uh, that's a that's a big passion of ours that we talk about a lot on our show is just the uh, trying to get our kids outside, trying to get our kids on the water. Yeah. Um, it's healing. It's uh, you're not sitting inside in front of a screen um and there's a lot of good things that you know we've learned a lot through this show and talking to a lot of other people in the industry of the importance of being able to get those kids out early and and letting them be able to experience the outdoors and you know we've chosen to do that through fly fishing um would you speak to that a little bit about how important it is to you to, to be able to teach kids how to do this well, um, I've got a good story for this one. Um, my kids came down this summer for, for six weeks from South Dakota. Okay. New and kids are had, how old? Uh, 17 and 18. Nice. Tristan and Stacia. Um, hadn't seen them in two years, unfortunately, due to the pandemic. Yeah. They couldn't travel. I couldn't travel. We're all freaked out and sitting inside and, or out on the river as much as possible. But up there, they were you know stuck inside. So they came to North Carolina. And I said, hey, when you get here, we're going to do less of the video games and TV and cell phone. And we're going to go out and hike and we're going to go out and fly fish. And I took them out the first time uh, to West Fork Pigeon River. They got eight apiece. Nice. Yeah, my daughter was slaying. It was was (laughs) awesome. So it was great to get them away from the TV. And and when we guide kids or anybody for that uh, matter – you know, especially the kids, though, if we can get them away from this uh, crazy TV and all this madness that's going on in the world and get them out and show them a, a better way to go, you never know what kid's life it's going to change. That's true. And that. let, let's just I want to make sure we get this in there. You know, maybe maybe you're not an angler, but you're in the area. A lot of people come to Maggie Valley summer, oh, fall yeah. right now. Um, and it's like, hey, I'd like my kid. I mean 
could they book a trip for their kid and just kind of hang out on the bank and watch and, and that kind of deal? Is that something that Oh, that's that you happened guys a do? lot. Yeah, absolutely. Lot. Yeah. Uh, we try to get the parents involved too. And, and that helps uh, the parent understand so they can teach their child mm -hmm. uh, fly fishing. But a lot of times uh, we guided two young men from the eastern part of the state, and they were catching so many fish that the kid was telling his dad how to do it. <laughs> I love it. That is fantastic. That is um, well, I love that you guys are passionate about that and, and teaching kids how to do this. So as, as dads who are constantly trying to teach our kids um have you had any experiences of taking like dads and their kids together oh yeah yeah we had so a, what's we that had a, what's that like do you do you sometimes need to like tell the dad to like leave you alone for a little bit so you can teach the kids sometimes um well the uh uh usually the parent is uh the one struggling with the fly yeah. rod and the kids get it right away really? they get it pretty quick and uh, like I said, that one, the one kid, uh, we, we got at them twice within six weeks. They came back. Yeah. He said, Dad, I want to go back on my birthday and fish with these guys again. Um, but he, he turned around and told his dad how to fish. And he <laughs> was like wild. nine years old. Oh, it wow. It was awesome. On a fly <laughs> ride. So uh, it's, we're, as we're teaching, you know, we're dads trying to teach our kids how to fish. We had a lot of dads listening to this show who are teaching their kids how to fish. What's some advice you would give us when it comes to teaching kids how to fish uh patience okay uh, uh, number one but uh, uh the other thing is uh you know uh paint a lot of pictures as okay. far as what do you mean uh, by that? well as far as when you're uh, you know when you're showing them how to uh, fish yeah. maybe start out real simple and then build it up you know don't start out trying to teach them how to dry fly cast right away you know start them out euro nymphing or put an indicator on and let them get some fish. This is how we guide. Yeah. We go in, you know, we have to guide successfully because clients are paying to catch fish. And when we're, when we're guiding uh, uh, kids and stuff, we absolutely are going to nymph or we're going to do something like that so they have success. Yeah. And then you build up to dry fly or streamer. Um, you know, you don't want the kid to get frustrated and uh, go, hey, Dad, I just don't like this. This isn't working. You know, so um, just, uh, I guess, patience is the key right there. I agree. I love it. Well, I think we are, um, have covered a lot of great information. Love the first half, talking about Euro. Can't wait to go down that route again. Um, <laughs> just love your passion here, Shannon. Say, he is stoked. He yeah. stoked a little flame yes, inside little of me. Flame right inside <laughs> it's just uh, it's churning. And, yeah. Oh, man, my just, wife uh, is not going to be happy just, when she listens to this episode. <laughs> if she just knows I might be. Say thanks for your hospitality here tonight, but we oh, want to give you a, a chance. This this uh will drop. This episode will drop right here in the middle of November. Um, so Christmas shopping will be coming down. You know, yeah, so absolutely. I'm just gonna give you a shout out, a chance to shout out, and let everybody know. Uh, Maggie Valley Fly Shop right here on uh, this is what road? Uh, Soco, Soco Road. Yep. Give them an address. To uh, check Thirty seventy three Soco. And you uh, are open open. Uh, six days a week, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. And just so, look for the big trout in downtown Maggie. Wow, you're opening at 6 a.m. That's, that's, that's pretty early. What's your idea behind that? Well, here's what happened. <laughs> it's a true story. No, when I first got here, there uh, a lot of the shops open at 8. And, well, by the time you get to the river at 9 o'clock, your spot's gone. Yeah. And maybe you need some last-minute supplies or or just whatnot. Um well, I'm here at 6 in the morning with the coffee going and trying to get you to the river by 6.45, 7 o'clock. Love it. Yeah. That is great. That's so, what that's about. So <laughs> you can tell that this place was designed with fishermen in mind. It is, man. It's, and, uh, it's, and I love that. That's what I love about I love it. I love the feel the of it when you walk in. So six days a week, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m., um, something for everybody in here, folks. If you um, are in the area, uh, online as well, you can get. Yeah. You can order some stuff online. Yeah. You can do that route. MaggieValleyFlyShop.com. That's right. Correct. Yeah. And uh, you can find them on Instagram at Maggie Valley Fly Shop. There you go. That's right. So, Facebook as well. <laughs> there you go. So there's all the places you can find them. Call them down here at the shop. Come see them. A uh, great line of apparel in here. Um, a great line of uh, what's uh, what's something you're excited about? Like, yeah. Uh, some gear or things coming oh, up. Oh, uh, Things. Okay, tell us. Yeah. You, t you mentioned that a minute ago. Yeah, the Grunin's waders that are coming in March of next year, um, they're uh, they're they're competing with Sims. Wow! And uh, as you may know, uh, Sims got bought out. I'd heard about that. Yeah. So um, we're uh, 
we got the Grundens coming in, and they do got female waders as well, and they're built specifically for women. Uh, there's three price points on the waders, and uh, I can't wait to get those in. Awesome, man. Well, everything you need to get outfitted is definitely here. Um, I'm just sitting here looking around at everything and just, you know, just already creating my wish list for my wife for Christmas. So, <laughs> so she'll be ready for that. We'll probably do a wish list episode towards the end of this year where we talk a little bit about that. So we might even, uh, we might tag you in some items uh, for sure, Shannon. But, and as we kind of wrap this thing up, Shannon, anything else you want to mention about the shop or your story or anything that we, we've missed tonight? Oh, no, I think we got it. Um, we appreciate uh, you guys and everything y'all are doing. And, uh, you know, we just like supporting you as well. Well, Super man, we, we appreciate your support. People who have been listening to the last few episodes have probably heard uh, your ad on our show. And, uh, man, we appreciate the support for Thousand Fly, the fact that you believe in what we're doing. And um, that means a lot Absolutely. to us. And uh, just thank you again for your hospitality. I mean, donuts, coffee, I'm sitting feeling waiting a, for us. I was and, about to get cold, but I'm feeling definitely a spring maybe – out here on this porch, Caleb, just stop by and see the dads on the fly. You know what I mean, man? Like, this is it's such a sweet spot. You got a great and, uh, spot. We can Thank just you. do that, and I could see some things like that happen in the future. So, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Dads on the Fly with Shannon Young of Malibu Fly Shop. And until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired and encouraged you as a parent or an angler as we wade through faith, family, and fishing all on the fly. Make sure to check us out at dadsonthefly.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Dads on the Fly. Shoot us a message as we always love hearing from you all. If you'd like to check out any Dads on the Fly merchandise, you can find it there as well. And as always, if you can, leave us a rating or review and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time, tight lines. Thank you.